Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Reddit Readings. Today, we are covering some of this week's top posts from the subreddit r slash let's not meet. Hope you enjoy these stories. Reddit Readings, Episode 20 Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Almost gave a serial killer a car ride. So, a little background here. My father was in the army for 21 years, retired and moved to a very small town in central Florida. He got bored after a couple of years, and even though we didn't need the money between his retirement and what my mom was making as a bookkeeper tax prep, he wanted to go back to work. He started working at various gas stations, and it being a small town, the owners wouldn't care if I came there and helped him out with stocking the coolers, or even running the register, as long as I didn't sell any beer or smokes. This all took place in the late 80s and early 90s. The actual story I'm going to tell took place in 1990, and I remember the date well, because it was shortly after my birthday and being 15 in Florida, I had just gotten my learner's permit, and my dad would let me drive him to and from work, just to get some experience on the road, both at day and at night, I was sitting in my usual spot at a table that was set up along the windows, book in hand, feet propped up and a mountain dew on the table along with some snacks, I would generally spend most of the evening that way, reading books, getting up to run the register and stock the cooler at different times. I remember glancing up because something caught my attention that was unusual, and I realized that a lady was walking up our parking lot from the direction of the interstate. The gas station was right on I-75. This in itself was really strange, because where we were located, you didn't get many people walking, and definitely not walking from the direction of the interstate. I figured she had broken down somewhere and was coming to use the phone to call for a tow truck or something. I was completely wrong. She came into the store, looked around for a few minutes, and I remember getting just a strange and creepy feeling about her. She walked up to the counter, and started telling my dad a story about how she had gotten stranded and needed a ride up to the next big town up north from us. Ocala was the town. This is important. My dad lets her know that he's working, and there is no way that he can take her. 
she turns and looks at me, and while she is looking away from him, my dad catches my eye and subtly shakes his head no. I was confused for a second, but then she turns back to my dad and points at me, asking if I can take her. My dad responded back that I only had a learner's permit, and wouldn't be able to drive her anywhere and then drive back. Normally, I would have done it, even though it was illegal, because I'd done it a few times before already. I didn't argue with my dad, since this was completely out of character for him. He was normally chatty with the customers, but for whatever reason he was almost curt and dismissive of her. Turns out, he had a bad vibe about her from the minute he had seen her walking up the drive. Well, she cusses him for a minute, and he basically tells her to get out of the store. She slammed the door open. I thought the glass was going to break from how hard she had slammed it, and then she stalks out of the store and down the driveway. I keep an eye on her, and continue to watch as she makes her way back up to the interstate and then starts up the northbound on ramp. Almost a year passes, and I'm in my bedroom, less than a week before my 16th birthday. I hear my dad yelling from the living room, son, get your ass in here and look at this. I quickly run to the living room and see my dad pointing at the TV, and look at the mugshot of the lady up on the screen, and immediately remember the lady who had been in the store. Turns out I almost gave a car ride to Eileen Wuornes, who was later convicted of being a serial murderer and then later put to death. Still have nightmares about what could have happened. James in the rain? I'm a 16 year old teen at the time, bright eyed and bushy tailed and attending my first folk festival with a friend and her family. I'm a totally naive little white girl completely smitten with the whole hippie thing, thinking I'm so evolved and edgy like everyone else there. Cringe. Dancing, music, attractive people and an unspoken assumed kindness, empathy and trust amongst total strangers, very anti-establishment, anti-individualistic mind frame, but also anti-stranger danger because love is everywhere and everyone is connected and we are valued and safe and blah blah blah. You know, I was separated from my friend at the time and walking to the festival from the campground. A tall slim white man in a white robe approached me and started chatting me up. He was weird immediately but, it was a folk music festival. Weird is normal and normal is weird and I'm an impressionable young girl desperately seeking approval. He told me I was beautiful, asked me where I was from and I told him a small town an hour away, didn't say the name. He told me he was from the states and that his name was James in the rain, and handed me his card, in the event that I'd be interested in attending another festival that he puts on in his own community. I took the card and carried on. The festival ends and 4 days after I've been at home, I'm at work slicing meat in a deli, James in the rain enters the store, he immediately noticed the wristband still on my wrist and says, you're the girl from the festival, he continues to talk to me, doesn't buy anything and even follows me up to the cash register and talk to me about random things while I'm trying to serve other customers, at this point I'm scared and creeped out and really just want him to leave, he wouldn't leave until I gave him a hug. I gave him a hug so he'd leave me alone. He left. Later I told my mom what had happened. She looked him up on Google and turns out this guy is part of some commune called Rainbow People who recruit young women and brainwash them into leaving their families. Force them to cut off all ties with their world and join their community in the mountains. Student teacher experience. When I was a student teacher, I was 21 and working with mostly seniors in high school many of which were 17 or 18 years old. One day, 
The mentor teacher I was working with pulled me aside from teaching my class to inform me other teachers had overheard some students telling each other what they wanted to do to me, while disturbing. Many of my friends and colleagues insisted that that's a fact of being a young teacher working with high schoolers. The next day, I had a few girls in my class approach me and inform me that three specific boys were no longer just talking about what they wanted to do, but were graphically describing what they were planning on doing to me in the coming weeks, after school, in the parking lot. Far more details than I'd like to share. I went to the administration immediately, and they handled it very quickly and professionally. I was very grateful for their support. I was never touched nor harmed by any of these students, thankfully. What scared the absolute crap out of me, however, is not even a week later, one of those boys was arrested and pulled out of school. I didn't find out immediately, but I eventually learned he was being held for the alleged sexual assault of his younger sister. It makes me sick thinking about it still. I genuinely hope to never meet him again. It's terrifying to think of what could have happened had I not had some wonderful staff and students looking out for me. My old volleyball coach. My junior year in high school, I'm a college freshman now for reference, I starting taking a serious interest in my volleyball career, my mom signed me up for a one on one lesson with one of the coaches at my local club, he knew his shit and was a perfect coach in every way, in fact, he even offered me a spot on his club team when I told him I couldn't try out because I had torn my ACL, one thing he asked all us players was to add him on snapchat. None of us were too weirded out, we figured he just wanted to make sure we weren't doing anything bad that could negatively impact us or our club. One day I got a snapchat from him, I wouldn't say I thought it was weird or creepy, but I felt as though it wasn't right. However, I replied and since I was a junior and snapchat streaks were the big thing, I started a streak with him, until one day I posted a selfie of my mom and I, to which he replied two beautiful women, I know. A pretty innocent thing to say, but I still got a weird feeling from it, so I ended the streak. Things were fine, we had practice 3 times a week and tournaments almost every weekend, until one day in March, I was late to our team lifting that day because I had unified bocce practice after school. Once I got to my club, I rushed into the bathroom to change into my practice clothes. I left my bag sitting on the bench in the bathroom, as I was changing, I heard people come in. One of them called my name, and I realized it was my teammate. She told me that during their lifting, the police had come in and taken our coach to her back room. I immediately texted my mom and asked her to come inside the building so my friends could tell her. Once the assistant coaches and the other players got there, our whole team was in chaos. Practice got cancelled and we were told to go home. Not too long after, it came out that he was grooming and sexually abusing a player on my team. He was arrested and ultimately charged with sexual abuse of a minor, possession and distribution of child pornography, and solicitation of a minor. It was hard for me to accept that a man so close to me, a man that had helped me with so much, was capable of this. My teammate and I got to talking, and the snapchat streak came up. Apparently, he had snapchatted her a lot too before she got a weird vibe and ended it, same as I did. We believe that was how he chose his victim by snapchatting them for a while and eventually asking them to send inappropriate photos. We got lucky and ended it before we could ever be asked. I think I was drugged by two men. When I was 21, I used to go bar hopping, as college kids often do. It was a fun way to take the edge off of school. One night, it was freezing, in the middle of March, 
and me and my friends took an Uber and landed in the middle of downtown. We started the night off at a popular bar, this place lined with stone in the rickety basement of an old hotel. I've never been married to alcohol, but I drank my fair share in my life. I kicked it off with a light dessert drink, one white Russian. My friends grabbed a table while I still waited at the bar for my drink. The bar was packed on this night. Throngs of people, murmurs at tables, lots of chattering. Faces became blurry in the mix. As I was seated, two men came up and sat next to me, so that I was between them. From what I remember, one man had a beard and sort of a familiar face to me, like someone I'd passed on the streets of my hometown before. I was from the town. The other was very blonde, slender, hawkish. His eyes seemed to move constantly, surveilling his surroundings. The bearded man struck up a conversation with me, and asked for my name. We chatted briefly and lightly of some mundane things, where we'd gone to school, what we were up to now. We looked at each other when we talked. I found out he'd gone to the same high school as me, but a decade earlier, he seemed concerned I was only 21. His brow furrowed when I mentioned my age, and then the blonde man flirted with me, wrapped an arm around me, and leaned in super close so that I could smell his breath, reeking furiously of alcohol. He had a slight accent, Russian maybe? I begged off somehow, turned around to plead with my friends, who were laughing and engaged with each other and aware of none of what was happening to me. Then I grabbed my drink, forced myself away from them, nonchalantly sipped, and sat at the table with my friends. I noticed both of them had turned to stare at me, so I looked away. I didn't think that much of the man's aggressive flirting, or how I'd been nearly trapped between them. I reasoned that when you go out, you get flirted with, it goes with the territory. About 20 minutes later, we agreed to depart the bar. I scanned the crowd to see if the two men were there. As I was leaving, and I didn't see them, exactly a half hour following my one drink, my vision began getting blurry as we turned a corner to go to the next bar, my ears felt hot and my eyes began tearing up, then an immediate sickness hit, waves of nausea, lightheadedness, I ran into the bathroom of a dive bar and vomited profusely into a toilet there, I remember feeling anger, confusion, sadness, and then the night dips out for me, I know I wasn't unconscious, but there is a long gap in my memory. My friends apparently called it a night seeing how sick I was. They wrapped me in a coat, and we took an Uber back to their apartment. I slept there for about 14 hours, awakening late the next morning. I don't even remember sleeping, it was like a long interlude of death. Reflecting back on this, I'm pretty certain I was drugged by those two men. They saw me alone at a bar, and they exploited my vulnerability. I have never had the same effects from drinking as I did that night, even as I've gotten blackout drunk. This was a profoundly different feeling than my typical sickness from alcohol. I don't remember the name of the bearded guy, sadly, and I've never seen either of them since. So those two men, let's not meet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stop to creep at the bus stop. 
This happened a couple of years ago when I was living abroad. I had just got off the night shift and was waiting at the bus stop at around 6am. It was just starting to get bright out and the area I worked in was the party city in this country so it was pretty crowded with people just finishing their nights out. I noticed a girl who was pretty drunk sitting at the door of the shop beside the bus stop. Some guy was with her and had his arm around her shoulders but I could tell something wasn't right. But to anyone passing by and not paying attention they easily passed as a couple. I tried to act casual and sat beside them and pretended to be looking at my phone while trying to assess the situation. He nodded up to me and tightened his grip on her and started to whisper in her ear. The girl looked really uncomfortable but she was also too drunk to actually move away or say anything. She was heavily slurring her words. This went on for a couple more minutes he was whispering in her ear and constantly surveying the area smiling to himself that nobody seemed to have noticed. I had about 4 minutes until the bus came and the bad feeling in my stomach was growing worse so I said fuck it, I need to do something now. I leaned over to the girl and said, is this your boyfriend? The man stared me down and said yes but I ignored his glare and asked the girl again. She started crying and shook her head no. I asked her if she knew him or ever met him, again she she shook her head no. The man became visibly frustrated and insisted they knew each other. I asked the girl if she was going to my area. She nodded yes. I told her I would bring her there and lifted her up. At this point the dude rolled his eyes and started cursing at me. I held his gaze but was terrified on the inside in case he got on the bus and followed us. Thankfully when the bus pulled up he just turned and walked away. I'm guessing this was because a few people were now there waiting to get on and he didn't want to cause a scene. I sat beside the girl on the bus which was about a 20 minute ride. She was still quite drunk and slurring her words at this stage but from what I could piece together she had lost her friends and her phone died. And this man started talking to her when she left the club to find them. That he kept insisting on bringing her to his house. When we got to our stop I walked her home and made sure she got an okay. She asked me to take her number so she could talk to me when she was sober. We chatted a few times since that but she said she was extremely thankful I had noticed something was up. When she left the club she was stumbling and this guy apparently came out of nowhere and started offering to help her. Putting his arm around her so she could walk etc. He was telling her things like he was going to take her back to his house and have fun with her. She said she was terrified but too drunk to get the words out to call for help. When I had sat beside them he was whispering in her ear to shut up and not say anything. It's also worth noting this guy was 100% sober and this wasn't just a drunk person trying to get an easy hookup. The place this happened in is a party city as I said so unfortunately it's likely that this kind of thing happens all the time and a lot of guys could be getting away with this type of behavior. If you are ever in a situation like this and you feel like you can help someone in distress please don't hesitate. If you don't feel comfortable approaching someone yourself you could call the cops. If you are the victim in this situation do your best to call out to passerbys for help. Always be aware of your surroundings and be safe. Make sure your friends and family know exactly where you are and who you're with. So creepy guy who tries to take advantage of drunk girls, let's never meet again. My dad saved me. I was 13 years old at the time, now 22, and on vacation with my parents in Turkey. We were in an all-inclusive hotel and enjoying the holiday. The hotel was full of tourists from different countries. There was this one guy, around 20 who was staring at me for some time. I felt uncomfortable and asked him how he was doing. Wrong choice. The next few days everywhere where I was he also suddenly appeared. Not flirting, 
just lurking for hours and watching me. He had a really strange vibe around him and I felt I shouldn't be alone with him. Now, I was still young so my parents didn't want to leave me alone in a foreign country, so he could not bother me. But one night there was entertainment in the hotel, which became boring to me after some time. I told my parents I wanted to go to my own hotel room and I would see them in the morning. I left and walked to the elevator. What I didn't know was that the guy who was watching me for days saw me leaving and he had followed me. When I saw him also coming in I was in great fear. He looked at me silently with a sinister smile. This is it, I thought. Rape, assault or maybe even worse. And just before the doors of the elevator were closing someone stuck his boot between it in order to prevent the doors from closing. I am not kidding. All I could see was a boot. The doors opened and it was my dad. He saw that the creepy guy was leaving at the exact time I had left and didn't trust it. He looked the guy in the eye and said hello. My dad took me to my hotel room. To this day I am so glad for the rescue because I don't want to know what would have happened if he didn't. Nick. This is fairly long because it took place over about a year. I'm also a flowery writer. Unfortunately. Please bear with me. I'm a nanny and had been with my current family for about 2 years when the oldest started preschool a couple of days a week. I drop him off around 9 and pick him up at 12.30 bringing his baby brother along. Now, this school was very hotty-totty and most of the families who sent their children were very wealthy. Everyone entering the building had to wear badges with our names printed out. Every entrance had a security guard and metal detector. They employed about 10 security guards around the building that patrolled the place from open till close. I became very familiar with several of them because I'd pass them at their posts on the way in and out. Most were cops making a few extra hundred dollars on their days off. Well, during the fall of 2017, the older boy moved to a new class on the other side of the school. This entrance was never as populated so it was just a couple of people going in and out of this door during the day. The security guard was from a private company. He was always extremely polite and friendly. One of the nicer security guards without a doubt. He was probably in his late 20s. I thought he looked like a young Santa Claus. Round, jolly face with a permanently red nose and cheeks framed by a thick brown beard. Thin framed glasses and curly brown hair that went to about his shoulders. I eventually learned that his name was Nick, which only solidified my comparison. Months passed and we'd see each other two or three days a week. The boys loved to wave to him and he'd always ask how our day was and we'd respond. In January 2018 I came down with the flu and missed about two weeks off work. When I returned I continued our regular schedule of school drop-offs and pickups. I was walking past Nick. Waved and he stopped me and said he noticed I was gone for two weeks and he hoped I was feeling better. I smiled, thanked him and said it was the sickest I had been but I was glad to be back. I found it a bit odd that he noticed and that he knew I was sick. I assumed my employers had told him when they did drop offs pickups while I was gone. I didn't think much of it and continued on but when I went to leave he stopped me again and told me he didn't know that I wasn't the boy's mother. I laughed and basically said people confuse me for their mom because I'm with them all the time and we kind of look similar. He laughed too, and then said, I was wondering, I never saw you with a husband and you don't have a ring on your finger so I thought you were just a single mom. I laughed nervously to this and didn't know what to say so I said, nope, just the nanny. I wanted to kick myself once I got back into the car. 
I was caught off guard and I'm generally a bit awkward so tend to not respond the best when put on the spot. I guess I didn't realize he paid that much attention to me. I was a bit uneasy but found it harmless. The next drop off day I said hello and he responded my calling me by name which he had never done before. And telling I looked nice which he had definitely never done before. And I was very surprised. I started to think he may be interested in me since learning that I'm not actually a single mom. This was weird for me. I'm gay. And I look very gay. So men very seldom take an interest in me so when they do I'm weirded out. When I left we exchanged a simple goodbye and the rest of the week was pretty non-eventful. In early February I was doing the drop off yet again when on the way out with a baby strapped to my chest Nick stopped me. He was very courteous but he asked me if I'd be interested in going to dinner with him some weekend. Again, I'm incredibly awkward so my response was to laugh and I could see he was immediately offended. I apologized and tried to explain that was actually engaged and had been in a long term relationship. This was true. His face changed and he said, well, where is your ring? The way he said this made me uncomfortable. I felt accused and defensive. I told him I don't really like wearing jewelry to work so only wear it on the weekends. I had accidentally scratched the baby with the ring when he was just a newborn and basically decided it wasn't something I'd wear when caring for them. He didn't seem satisfied with my answer but let me go and told me to have a good evening. When I came to pick the older boy up that afternoon Nick seemed agitated. I said hello and no answer. Okay, I was upset but let it go. I didn't want to hurt this guy's feelings. But geez, could he not tell I was gay? The constant button ups didn't clue him in? Did I need an undercut? It wasn't personal. Why was he so angry? When I left he again, ignored me. I just kind of swallowed and thought, oh well, he'll get over it. I had put the baby in his seat in the back of my car and was bucking up the 3 year old when a voice behind me boomed. You don't have to lie to me. I whipped around and Nick was about a foot away from me. I was grabbed between the car, the open door and his body. He no longer looked like this jolly, polite young man. He was big. Probably about 6 feet 2 inches and easily 400 pounds. I was scared and I was angry. How dare he come up to me and scare me. How dare he corner me and intimidate me when he knows I'm doing my job. I hurried out of the doorway and shut the door and locked it with the keys in my hand. I stood inches away and tried to back up. You didn't need to lie to me. If you aren't interested in me just tell me. I don't like liars. I didn't owe this guy anything but explained that I wasn't lying. I said I'm engaged and it's nothing personal. He was a nice, friendly guy and that I didn't mean to hurt his feelings. He was angry. He huffed and said, oh, you didn't hurt my feelings. I just don't appreciate dishonesty. You lied about being their mother so I figured you are lying about this too. I was mad. I never once lied about being their mother. He assumed because I was the one doing drop offs and pickups. Our conversations never got beyond hello, good day and goodbye until recently. I decided this conversation was over. He was taking down to me and accusing me of nonsense. I told him I never lied about this or anything and didn't appreciate his tone. I went around and got in the car and he followed but kept his distance and said, I'm not even sure why I wasted my time on you anyways. I was shocked. He was a completely different person. I avoid altercations at all costs so for someone to speak to me like this was very upsetting. I ended up disclosing the situation to my employers who got very upset. They did not like how he spoke to me and especially didn't like this was done around their children. They ended up contacting the school which I was mortified about. 
I was terrified to see him again knowing he'd know I had told. That never happened. He was fired and replaced with a retired cop who was incredibly unfriendly and I was grateful. I felt bad. I thought my employers had overreacted but they were prone to overreactions and honestly I was selfishly happy I wouldn't have to see him again. I was worried about how awkward it may be. I let it go and weeks passed and school drop-offs were uneventful. However in May of 2018 that changed. I live in an enclosed apartment complex in uptown Dallas. Our apartment neighbors a ton of bars so we have some issues with break-ins and vandalism. We've always had police presence but after an incident where some drunk guy broke into the office through a window the office manager decided to hire security guards. Guess who ended up doing night shifts? Nick. When I first saw him, I was checking my mail and he passed me in his uniform. I froze and he looked me in the eye and said, good evening mom, good, he must have forgotten me. I was shaking as I went up to me apartment and immediately told me fiancy who I saw. She was aware of the situation with Nick at the old preschool and being the daughter of a cop was always more suspicious and suspected the absolute worst out of everyone. She did not want him to find out which apartment was ours so we started taking the back elevator and parking in a different area. He only patrolled the office area the perimeter of the building so we found it easy to avoid him for a week or so. One day the back elevator was out of order so I had to take the front elevator from the parking garage up to my apartment on the 4th floor. The elevator stopped in the lobby and Nick walks on and I freeze. I guess he could sense I was anxious. He looked at me and said, don't worry, my name, I'm not mad you got me fired just don't do it again. I didn't even respond. I got off on the 4th floor and then thought, shit, now he knows which floor I live on. I immediately ran inside and told me fiancé and she said we should contact the management. I convinced her this was a bad idea. It could make him angry and I doubt he'd be let go. He hasn't done anything. But did he follow me here? He knew me. How did he end up here? It seemed like too much of a coincidence. I will say we lived in panic. We kept our door bolted and installed a camera. I'm not sure how many of you are aware of the story of Jennifer Mori. She was a young lawyer living alone in an apartment similar to mine in Houston. She was stalked and attacked by her apartment security guard. He had access to her apartment. She survived but went through a horrible ordeal and we were both terrified this could happen to us. Every noise terrified us. We'd get up to make sure the door was bolted several times before we could go to bed. That summer we were convinced he'd try to do something. Maybe just our overactive worried minds? We ended up avoiding him for the most part. We saw him occasionally but he didn't seem interested and although we were always weary, we figured he got over it and let our guards down. And he never did bother me again. He never said much of anything to me when I did see him. I decided that maybe he was having a really hard time last fall and he was really a nice guy who maybe didn't have the best social skills. Fall 2018 rolls around and I'm busy with work and my fiancé is out of town often on business meetings. One weekend I'm home alone and it's 3.30pm and I'm walking down to the office to get a package. There are about 3 squad cars and police all over the lobby and going up the stairs. I'm wondering what happened. But like I said we live next to bars and we've had incidences with drunk assholes so figure someone had an altercation or something got stolen. I try to eavesdrop but don't hear much. I go about my day and then receive an email from my apartment complex saying they have a community-wide meeting scheduled to discuss the incident and go over resident safety concerns. I'm wondering what the hell happened so of course I go to the meeting and guess the fuck what. A young, 
single girl living in an apartment by herself showed up mid-afternoon to find Nick inside her apartment. She came in and her drawers were in disarray. He was hiding in her closet and came up with some excuse. The security guards do not have keys to any apartment and aren't supposed to be in the resident halls. Later we found out he has been stalking this girl and stole the keys from maintenance and made copies. This has been going on for at least a month if not longer. They found several of her belongings in his vehicle and he was obviously fired and charged. I didn't follow exactly what happened to him but we assume he did some time. It was absolutely terrifying and of course our apartment complex got the pants suit out of them. I was glad his attention shifted but wonder what could have happened to this girl? But this wasn't the last time I saw or heard of him. A few weeks ago, over a year since I last saw him, I went into this big fancy mall in my city and guess who was working security? Nick. My first thought was you've got to me kidding me. My second thought was, how on earth does this guy keep getting security jobs? Who is dropping the ball here? I saw him and turned around and walked right out the door. Thankfully I'm moving out of state next month. So Nick. The creepy stalker security guard. Let's not meet again. Thanks for listening to Reddit Readings episode 20. And if you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.